She has been coaching for over 14 years. I think this month was 14 year anniversary. Yep. She's telling me backstage 14 year anniversary this month. She's an 11 time elite coach 11 times. And she's been in the top 10, three times. She's always up there in like the top 10, top 11, 12, um, 141 months in success club. She just keeps doing this business the same way, relating to people, helping people, being humble about the business. I just absolutely uh, love our featured speaker. I also want to talk about her team is called Bliss Fit Squad. She's from Sylvania, Ohio. You guys give it up for Janelle Summers. Let me bring her in. <laughs> Keyshawn and I love these buttons that we push here. Thanks, Janelle, I hope I did it justice because you are such a great cheerleader for the whole network. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I just, I love the National Wake Up Ball. I think all coaches should be on it every single week. I have an alarm that goes off on my phone every week to get on the National Wake Up Ball. If I happen to miss it, which doesn't happen very often, I watch it the next day. I don't care how new a coach is. The people that are attracted to this business, they seem to be just, they have something about them and they're intelligent. And I learn something every week. So I well, love it. I'm a huge fan. And I did not pay Janelle to say that. So no. thank you very much. I always see you every single Monday. And I love when people, you know, tag their coaches to get on because live is live. You know, you may not get to the recording later on today or you may not get to it on podcast, but you are here live. I'm so grateful. Why don't you take us back how you got started and then just go right into what you're talking about today? Thank you. I appreciate it. So you guys, I just have to say, you know, with everything that, that Sandy just said, while I appreciate, you know, that introduction and those accolades like that, that is my team. And that is this business. I mean, this business is a gift and we are given so many tools and resources to take this in the direction that we want to take it. So um, I, I just want to thank my team and, and Beachbody for putting us in this position. Um, and, you know, so when I first heard about this business, this was 14 years ago, I was working a lot of hours. I was working about 60 hours a week, if not more. I was working my full-time job, plus being a mom, plus being a wife, but on top of my full-time job and all of that, life responsibilities, I was also teaching fitness classes on the side, early mornings, 6 a.m. classes, and in the evenings after work. And then as if I had any spare time, I was also on the weekends helping a local gym manage their group fitness department. Um, so like I said, at least 60 hours a week that I was uh, 60 hours a week that I was working. And so when this came about, I thought, I don't have OK, I don't have t any time for this. I'm an introvert. I'm shy. And by the way, I'm still an introvert. Um, I don't have a beach body transformation story. I have zero time in my life to start a business. Um, I, you know, I, I wasn't on social media. A, a lot of people newer in the business think, oh, they're successful because they have all these followers. No, I wasn't even on social media. I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't on Facebook. Um, so I really looked at this and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm like the worst possible person to do this. However, there was just that little seed of interest within me because I was like, this is, this is health, this is fitness, this is wellness, this is all the things that I 
truly believe in. It's about empowering other people. It was all these things that I actually wanted to be my life. And, it, and my life at that time was not those things. Okay. I was spinning my wheels, running the, the hamster, you know, like a hamster on a hamster wheel. And I really could not put my own priorities. Like if you ask me my priorities, I could not live like those were my priorities because of work. I just couldn't. So that seed of interest started to grow. And I looked into the business further and I realized I need to go all in on this. This is what I believe in. And this is what I want for my life. I want to be more present for my son. I want to be a work from home mom. I want to be able to drop everything and go to my son's school. I, I want to be that mom. I want to be that person that can have the time to work out and have the time to, you know, make healthy meals. I, I wanted more time and choices. That's how I saw the business. I didn't see it as, oh, making a whole bunch of money, your recognition or any of those things. I wanted more balance in my life. And I, I really felt that this business was what could give me those things. And I didn't know how long it would take and I didn't care. All I knew is that I believed in it. And I knew somewhere deep down and you have to have this little fire. I thought, if other people can do this and I could see other successful coaches were doing it, I was like, it's figure outable. I can figure this out. And so it was just a matter of putting one foot in front of the other. So with that, I'm going to go into um, five things that I think are not in addition to the vital behaviors, but they, they're the five things that kind of get lost in the shuffle, but they bring the vital behavior behaviors alive, in my opinion. Uh, but before I go into that, you guys, I want to tell you just a quick story, something that happened on Friday. So I'm a part of this message thread with other leaders, and um, we're always in there brainstorming and, you know, supporting each other and troubleshooting things. And, 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 and there's a couple um, corporate um, members in there as well, but we kind of ignore them. We, we do our own thing. And so anyways, I had put in there because I'm always taught, like, don't just don't complain, like come to the table with solutions. Don't complain. Just come to the table with solutions. My dad always taught me that. And so I, I kind of put together a list of like, okay, this is how, this is what I think like we could do, you know, to, to handle some of these issues or whatever, and, and always looking to make the network better. And as well as that's what our coach advisory board does. So I made this wish list. Okay. And this wish list got in the hands of Carl Deichler, our CEO, somehow. I was not expecting that at all. I think I would have put a lot more time into that wish list had I thought he was going to read it. Anyway, on Friday, all of a sudden I get a text saying, can I give you a call? This is Carl Deichler. I'm like, what? Carl wants to call me? Like, guys, this does not happen. Like, I do not have a texting relationship with Carl or a, a phone relationship. I was shocked that I got this text. So naturally, I was like, sure, you can call me. And so anyways, he on the call goes through that wish list. And this is why we do this this way. And let me just say this, like half the things that you think, well, I wish Beachbody would do this or I wish in the network we had this. There's a reason behind everything. And it and it makes a lot of sense. So he kind of was explaining things and going through things. And then he said, but Janelle, I've got to tell you this. I have been working on this new wave 
of innovation and simplification and rejuvenation that's going to hit the network and make everyone's head spin. Like it's going to be mind blowing. So he's telling me this and I'm like, was not expecting this. He's like, I I've been working on this since the beginning of the year. I've been working my freaking butt off and I'm so incredibly excited. Like he was just exploding through the phone. And he's like, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be scalable. And he wasn't talking about like a new product launch or, um, you know, something like that. He was talking about a wave of innovation and simplification and something that all coaches are going to be able to do and leverage. And even, even someone new coming in that's got no experience in this business. Anyway, he was just like super, super pumped about it. I still don't know like what it is, so I don't have any details. Um, but I was like, can I, can I mention this on the national wake up call? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and mention it. He's like, I'm going to talk more about it at summit. So you better believe I'm going to be like on the edge of my seat at summit. He's going to talk even more about it at the super weekend following summit in the fall. And then at leadership, he's going to go off. Like that's going to be like the full reveal of this wave, which apparently is going to take like full stride in 2023. So if that doesn't get you pumped and get you excited about our future, in addition to all the things that we have coming, I don't know what will. Okay, so that said, I want to go into these five things that are really overlooked but bring the vital behaviors alive. The first thing is time management. And really, I want to call this focus management. It's been said before that our greatest asset in business is our ability to focus and simplify. Write that down. Our ability to focus and simplify. And nothing could be further from the truth. And I am one of those people, I'm very, very easily distracted. I'm self-diagnosed ADHD. I need focus and simplification. And so having time management skills is something that I have really had to develop. And I'm still not perfect by any means, but there's certain things that I have done, especially that I had to do when I was new in the business and I was working all those hours. So, you know, when I was in that situation, new in the business, working so many hours and oh, all of a sudden in my free time, I'm starting a business. Crazy. How did I do this? If someone would would have said, you need to, Janelle, you just need to work harder. You need to fit in more into those 24-hour days. You need to fit in more. No way. Couldn't have done it. Even if someone said, you're now going to have to do an extra load of laundry every, every day, I, I would have been like, nope, cannot do it. I could not fit one more thing in my day. I realized, and I learned this back in my days in human resources management, when a VP that started and she said, we need to, we need to not do more. We need to do less, better. And I thought, that's what needs to happen in this situation. I need to do less, better. I need to take a look, a full look at my life and everything I was doing and saying, what can I take off my plate? And yes, it's going to mean some sacrifices. What can I take off my plate so that I can fit this business into pockets of time? Because I may not, I may not have the time to afford this business, but I can't afford not to fit it in. I cannot afford to let this business pass me by. So I need to treat it like a business. Like I've invested a hundred thousand dollars and started my own like gym. 
right? That's how I need to treat it. So I took a look at my, my life and I said, what can I take off my plate so that I can fit in just these little pockets of time, these little time blocks? No, I couldn't quit my full-time job. Couldn't do that. Actually, I did quit that, that weekend gig. So I took money away from us as a household to fit in time for this business because I, I knew that weekend thing was not going to get me where I wanted to be in my life. This was, I looked at other things I was doing in my day. What else could I take off my plate? I stopped teaching so many classes. Even though I love teaching, that wasn't going to get me where I, I wanted to be. And so one of the things that you need to do is take a full assessment of your life and everything you're doing and ask yourself, what are the things that you want to keep on there? The things that you have to keep on there and the things that you want to keep on there because they bring you joy. Like you just... You just love these things, right? They, it's it's time with your family. It's something you do special with the family. It's something you do for yourself. Like, don't take those things off, okay? You might want to get a big desk calendar and calendar everything out. Everything that you do for work, then everything that you get to do for your family and need to do for your family, calendar all of that in everything that you want to do with your spouse, with your kids. Like I used to calendar in going to Tyler's school and having lunch with him. Calendar those things in. And then calendar in your business. When does your next group start? When do you really start the heavy you know, invites? When are you doing all your, what I call follow-up blasts where you're just sitting down for 45 minutes or whatever, just following up with people, like all of that calendared in. When are you getting on the national wake up call? When are you going to listen to the recording? Like I said, I, I have these calendars. I don't have the big desk calendar. I have four months on my wall. It's like part of my decor so that the whole family can see everything that's going on. Right. Plus I have things, alarms going off in my phone, right? Just so that I can stay on track and stay focused. And I actually really, speaking of focus, I really use that focus. Um, you're, if you have an iPhone, I think it's the newer ones where there's this focus feature and you know you can silence the other texts and things and notifications that are coming through so that you can stay focused. So you really want to make sure that you've calendared out your time. The other thing is that you have habit stacked your routines. So um, I, I did this then and I still do this now. I have my, you know, certain routine of things that I do every day and I make sure that my beach body activities are attached to where they can be attached. So for example, you know, every morning I'm, you know, getting ready for my workout, getting ready for my day and I'm listening to personal development or a training, a, a beach body training, a coach training, something that's going to further me in my personal development or my business development every single morning as I'm getting ready. It might just be 15 minutes, might be half an hour or whatever. Um, then I'm, I'm going into my workout. So I've got my pre-workout. So I'll, I might take a picture of my pre-workout. So taking pictures and, and even while I was listening to my personal development, I might take a screenshot of my personal development and post that to my stories. So it's having this routine, whatever it is that works for you and figuring out how you can share that on your social media. But having that routine help you along in your business. So I do my workout and I film my workout. And so I may use just like a five, 
10 or 15 second clip of that workout, or maybe just take a picture after the workout, or maybe even just take a picture of all the weights I use during the workout. There's always going to be some pictures or videos that I can grab from that workout that I can share, share on my stories and also share with my, my group. Um, so having those routines stacked so that you're not having to feel like, you know, um, you have to set aside time to, you know, do all of these separate things in your business that they work along with what your actual daily routine is. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention is that you're going to have some days that you consider are, are massive action days where you just get more done for the business than you do on other days. And that's okay. That's okay. I have certain days where I get a lot done for my business. Certain days of the week are really strong business days where I, I get a lot done. And then there are other days where it's very much family oriented or me and Matt and I are like going to Target or whatever. Like those days are, you know, that you need. You need to have the that um, balance in your life, right? So realize and, and determine what days are going to be your massive action days. Maybe the days that you're going to do the majority of your invites, the days that you're going to do batch produce, you know, reels or batch produce um, pictures or whatever it may be. Okay. Figure out what your routine is going to be. Run this like a business. And in any business, you would see that you would see that there is a plan and a strategy. Okay. Um, and then the other thing with time management and focus it's it's the scrolling is out of hand. The scrolling is out of hand for so many people, not for you, maybe, but for so many people, scrolling is out of hand. Like Instagram has us <laughs> pulled in TikTok. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. And I just think it's my belief that the more we scroll, as scrolling time goes up, self-esteem and creativity goes down. Am I right? The more we scroll, the more it gets into our heads of what what that person has, what they're like, what we couldn't possibly do what they're doing. Like we it constantly just chips away at our own creativity and our own confidence. Most of the time it, it can be inspiring. It can be super inspiring. And there's a time and place to go to uh, social media, to get inspiration, to get ideas, but it has to be very intentional. Like I'm going to spend 15 minutes going through reels and looking at some of these, you know, ideas or some of these, you know, audios or whatever. It, there has to be a specific time and place for it. You can't just every time you pick up your phone, allow yourself to scroll. I've always, and my team knows this from, from years ago, I've always said, do not scroll. My habit is when I get on my phone and I see what pops up, let's say on Instagram, if it's one of my coaches, then I will right away, you know, cheer them on, pump them up, give them a comment or whatever. Other than that, I'm not scrolling. I'm on Instagram to get my work done. Okay. Okay. So everything that you're doing, you have to look at it. Is this something that is growing my business? And so after you've calendared everything out and you've put notifications on your phone and everything, you then have to create these to-do lists, okay? And you have to look at the to-do lists and each day make sure that you're doing first those things that you fear. 
We call them sometimes income producing activities. If you listen to someone like Bob Heilig, he'll say, actually, they are growth oriented activities. Okay. These are the things that when you're doing them over time, they will grow your business. Okay. So a couple things that I, I think are not a great use of your time, the ongoing free groups. I'm all about free groups, three to five days, but not ongoing. They have no, they've not bought anything. They have no skin in the game. They're, they're not using any of our products or programs and you are just ongoing forever helping a whole bunch of people. That is so, so generous of you, but your time is not free. Just ask the rest of your family. Your time is not free. Your time has value. Okay. So I personally, to my, my coaches, I do not recommend ongoing free groups where they have, they have nothing. They're not a customer at all. They have no skin in the game. Not only is it not a good use of your time, it's not a good use of their time because they're expecting results having changed nothing. Having changed nothing, now they're expecting results. They're expecting some magic. <laughs> um, okay, so let me move on to the second thing, and that is inviting people to coach. Inviting people to be a coach. You guys, we do two things in our business, two main things. And if everything gets complicated and confusing, bring it back to these two things that we do. We help people live healthy and fulfilling lives, and we help people start a business that focuses on that, living healthy and fulfilling lives. Okay, we do both of those two things. Some are avoiding that second thing. They're avoiding building a team. They're avoiding bringing coaches on. And maybe that's you. Maybe it's not, but maybe it is you. There are a lot of coaches I see that are just bringing on preferred customers. And while preferred customers are great, I'm, I'm glad that we have preferred customers. It's an opportunity for someone to get a discount on our products and programs, yet they don't want to coach. Makes absolute sense that we have that category. Um, but to be a coach that is focused only on that, you are missing half the business. So I hope that you don't have the expectations for this business that that you're going to um, fully build it and leverage it when you're missing half of it. And in my opinion, it's like the most beautiful thing. We are helping other people pay it forward. We're helping them build a business, potentially earn an income, support their family, whatever it is their goals are, depending on how hard they work. We are helping them do that through inspiring other people, supporting other people and giving other people accountability. It's such a beautiful thing. It's such a gift. And if you don't have that belief, then you will hold yourself back in bringing coaches on board. If you have some type of belief that you have to have success first before you can start bringing other people into this business, you're missing the boat. I started bringing coaches in, and I, trust me, I did a lot of things wrong when I started this business, a lot of things. I made a lot of mistakes, and I, I don't regret those mistakes because each one of those mistakes taught me a lot of things. One thing I did understand because I was told that you, you bring people to also coach with you, and that's what I did from day one. Now, did they all last? No, but some did. I love the, the common saying, The hopefully you know it. Some will, some won't. So what next? Doesn't mean we don't care about those people that decide not to. We still care about them. We still love them. 
But some people are going to are going to want to do this and some people aren't. In fact, most people aren't, right? It's not going to be everyone that's going to want to pay it forward and have this lifestyle and and empower other people to have it. Okay, so please invite people to coach. If you are bringing a lot on a lot of preferred customers, have a system where you are constantly, repetitively exposing them and empowering them to to work this business, to become a coach, to pay it forward. Here they are getting results. What a gift if they were to coach and help their friends and family, their following, people that you don't know and never will know. Through you, that whole message of health and fitness is going to spread through them. Okay, so when you're talking to someone about coaching, it's not about them doing you a favor, signing up as a coach. No, this is a gift for them. This is a gift for them, a much bigger gift than them just getting a discount on the products and programs. So have a system in place. If you are bringing on preferred customers, cool, but have some type of system in place where you are repetitively exposing them to what this business is and empowering them to look into it and to do it and go for it. Um, you have to post about the business more often and they aren't gonna be the popular posts, right? Anytime I post about the business, and I, you, you, you have to put a call to action, right? You gotta tell them, comment below with whatever. You, you have to have a call to action. They have to know that if they're interested, even remotely, that they can comment or whatever and you will send them some information and talk to them one-on-one -on -one to see if they're a good fit. But you have to post about it more and it's not gonna be the most popular posts. My fitness posts and my business posts are not my most popular posts. And I've been in fitness for a long time, but they're still not my most popular posts, okay? Doesn't mean we don't do them. Because even those posts that by all other gauges you'd say bombed brought me some of the most amazing people and coaches to our team. So do not hold yourself back just because it's not going to be the post that gets all the likes and, and all the traction. Um, lastly, I want to say about, um, inviting people to coach the number one way to invite people to coach is one-to-one. -one. I remember when I was newer in the business and I went to this conference and, um, I, and it's, he, you know, he's this guru and I thought, I'm, I'm just going to ask him like this, this one question of like how I, I have like the, this group of people I think would be good. It's like five that I think would make really good coaches. Do I like bring them to a meeting? Do I like take them and meet at a, a coffee shop or whatever? So I asked that question. He was like, no, absolutely not. You talk to each one of them individually. You learn what their pain points are. You learn first why this business would solve a problem for them. And you talk to them about that and you let them know how this business can help them solve that problem. If you're talking to all five of them at once, the value to each one of them just goes down because you're talking to all of them and none of them individually feels like they're being heard. In, inside, they're going, yeah, but my situation's different right? So one-to-one. -one. So in the DMs, voice memo when you can. Maybe you do it over a phone call. Maybe you do it over a Zoom, but make sure it's it's one-to-one -one where you do that invite. Number three I want to talk about is list building. List building. So this is already a part of the vital behaviors in a way, but um, I, I want to break it down a little bit differently than maybe you've heard it before. So one of the 
common complaints I hear from coaches is that they run out of people to invite. They're like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm supposed to invite, 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 but like who? The same people are watching my stories. The same people are engaging on my posts. I'm out. Like I don't have anyone else to invite. And I, I get that. But here's where I think the problem lies. It's the legwork that goes behind or before that precedes the invite is list building interest lists. Okay. So I have since almost since I started my business, been doing this, I was taught by my sister. She's an entrepreneur and she was like, you've got to create lists. I heard the, the phrase, if you don't have a list, you don't have a business. And it's so incredibly true. So at the time when I started, I didn't have any apps or anything like that. I literally just on an Excel spreadsheet kept lists of people. And, and you can do it on an Excel spreadsheet. You can do it on a notebook. You can do it on the memo pad on your, on your phone, on your phone memo. It doesn't matter how you do it, okay? It doesn't have to be fancy. But keeping lists of names and email addresses, and now that Instagram is maybe one of the places you work your business, their Instagram name. Okay. Keeping lists. So it's a list of people that are interested in lifting. It's a list of people who are interested in losing weight. It's a list of people who are interested in gut health. It's a list of people who are interested in um, earning an addition, another stream of income. It's a, a list of people. You, you get what I'm saying? It's a list of people who have, who struggle with cravings. It's a there's so many, I have so many different lists. And now, yes, I do use a CRM, which stands for a customer relations management system. I use constant contact. Some people use, there's all different ones out there, but you don't have to do that yet. You guys, you don't have to get fancy yet. I didn't start any using anything fancy until I had a need to, until you have certain number of contacts where you're just like, this is getting out of control. I need to find some kind of like app to, to track it all. But like I said, I started off just having it on an Excel spreadsheet. You can also just have it on your notebook, their name, their email address, and um, their Instagram name. And so every time you have a new product launch, I mean, how many times have we had something where the program really focused on lifting? How great would it be if twice a week, every week since last year, you had done some type of poll on Instagram stories about lifting. And through that poll, you collected their name and their email address and their Instagram name and talked to them about lifting and their pain points and why they don't know what to do or what their issue is and why they want to lift more. And now with lift more, you've got this huge list of people that you can genuinely talk to. And I say genuinely because you're not throwing information at them that they don't want to hear. You're talking to them about a solution to a problem that they have mentioned before. It makes so much more sense and it's so much easier to invite. Now, once, once you've been in the business longer and you do have you know something like constant contact or maybe use MailChimp or whatever it is that you use, you can send emails to these people and, and build that relationship a little bit more. So if it's an email list about people I know that are interested in gut health, I can send a quick email that says, hey, I came across this podcast. I think it's amazing. I think you might be interested in hearing it too. It's just another one of those things that builds trust and connectivity. Okay, so having those lists. Um, the other thing is I, you know, a lot of times we do polls on Instagram. And one thing that I've liked doing is putting the question sticker and saying, drop your email below for more information. 
Because the other thing that's nice about that question sticker is you can always go back and see the people that dropped their email address for that. Um, if you don't know how to do that, just ask me. Um, so anyways, let's see, I'm looking at my notes to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, yeah, so, so basically with list building, I think what that does not only make the invite that much more genuine and authentic and easier to do because you've been serving this person and you know what their interests are and you might have them on multiple lists even. Um, but it also really drives home the fact that in this business, you don't need a big following. You don't. I cannot tell you how many times I hear from coaches. I don't have a following. I don't have a big following. And they and they're really working hard on their reels because they think if they can just get that those viral reels or those viral posts or whatever that um, and if they can just stand out enough and build a, a build a following that their business is is going to take off when you don't need that. Thankfully, you don't need that. What you need are quality connections. Maybe all those things really are needed if all you did was sell. If you are just selling product and nothing else and you're not supporting people and you don't care how successful they become and you just need to sell, sell, sell product, then maybe those strategies of just going viral, maybe that works. But that's not what we do. We build relationships and the people that stay with us longer as customers, the people that join us as coaches and work with us and succeed with us, those are people that we have that, that connection with. And when you're doing this list building and you're actually serving people better, you're much more likely to have that connectivity. Okay, so moving on to building trust. Number four, building the trust factor. This is absolutely huge. We already know, as I kind of alluded to just now, that people who join us are the people who trust us, okay? You're not going to think about you in your own life. You're, you're not going to join someone and invest your time, your incredibly valuable, precious time. If it's someone you don't trust, it has to be someone you trust. So how do you build that trust? It's just as important as the inviting, as the expanding your network. It's just as important, especially in our business, because you guys, fitness and health is very personal and confidential to people. There are a lot of other network marketing businesses where they maybe do something similar, you know, in terms of like a comp plan is similar or whatever. But what we do, people's health, their fitness, their mental wellness, all of these things are very personal and confidential. And so if you're having them, if you're wanting them to join your group or join you as a coach, they have to trust you. And so the things that build that trust are your posts. So your posts are not out there to sell. Your posts are out there to build that trust because that is really going to help bringing on um, people that want to work the business, that trust that what you're teaching them actually will work. Um, but one of the things that does that is showing up consistently on social media. Now, you're not going to die if you have, you know, a day or two that you don't post. You'll see on my social media, I don't post on my feed every single day, right? You have to figure out what's going to work for you and give yourself space to not be perfect. It's just like the 80-20 rule in, in nutrition. Like, don't expect it to be perfect, right? Because then you're just going to set yourself up for defeat. But having a consistent 
post, um, you know, it, on your feed and also in your stories. So that's why I said I work it in my daily routine that, you know, in the morning I'm listening to personal development. I might take a screenshot of what I was listening to on my phone. Um, I will take a quick picture or video of my workout. All these things, when you're inviting someone, they look back on those things and the invite makes sense to them because you've been, you practice what you preach, right? And it's not just about, you know, building that trust is not just about, you know, you know, checking off these boxes, but it's also about just being honest. You know, maybe you don't love this program or that program and you actually prefer this or you don't love this supplement or whatever. Just being completely honest builds huge trust with people. Um, the other thing is what really builds trust is asking questions. When you come to people in, the, in your DMs or wherever you're talking to people with information and you're kind of word vomiting, um, people kind of go like this. They, they think, whoa, she's got an agenda. She's trying to sell me something. I don't even need that. I never said I needed that. Like, where is this coming from? That's, that's what's happening on the other end. And believe me, we've all done it. I've done it too. But what really you have to do is let them do the talking. You ask questions. You are acting like a consultant, asking them questions. So you're really understanding what their needs and wants are. What you think they need might not be what they want. And you have to make sure that they feel heard. So one habit I have in my DMs with people is I reiterate what they've said. I simply, instead of me trying to put it in my own words or try and like make it work into what I want them to do, I reiterate what they've said. Since you have said you hate lifting, you know, I'll, I'll actually like reiterate their words to make sure they know I hear you. I understand what you want. That goes over huge with people and building trust. It's just validating their feelings. Okay. Um, I think that was it for building trust factors. So the next thing is follow-ups and then I'm almost done. Okay. So follow-ups, follow-ups are already a part of the, the vital behaviors. We know this, right? But I feel like it's just not, it's not emphasized enough. It could never be emphasized enough because we all know people do not join or buy from that first initial invite, like very rarely, very, very, very rarely. I certainly didn't. And look at me now in this business. I mean, I've been all in, but when I first heard of it, I was like, no, are you kidding me? Me do that? No, I'm an introvert. I went through all the things wrong person. You've got the wrong girl, right? That's how a lot of people are going to feel, you know, when, when you're talking to them. And so you have to understand there's all these layers of the onion that you have to peel back and that takes time. So the thing I want to talk to you about with follow-ups is that there are different types of follow-ups, right? There's the type of follow-up where, you know, the person asks for information, but, and then you went to message them and they just, they didn't reply. They ghosted you per se. Well, they were probably busy, right? But all you need to do with that type of a follow-up is just restart conversation. What had you talked about in the past? Remove the agenda about, you know, your group or coaching or whatever it may be. Remove those agendas. Get back to this person and what's important to them. Go back to talking about what were you talking about? Dogs, kids, go back there. Okay. Restart conversation. 
Okay. Get back on their radar. Let them know that you are not just there to, you know, get them to use a product or whatever, that you are really there to help and you are you are there to be a friend and to connect and that you actually care what's going on in their life. Okay. So that's with being ghosted. The next is touch points. So this is a really big one to me because I know the statistic that 80% of um, sales took place after at least five to seven follow-up slash touch points. Okay. 80% took five to seven. That's the statistic I've heard. Um, and so I, I really think it's true. When I look at anybody that's joined me, that's there's always been all these back and forth things. And it's not always about the business. They're what I call touch points. So it might be just, you know, I'm asking them, hey, by the way, how was your son's surgery? How did it go? Um, you know, me watching their stories, you know, so I have um, when I'm, um, you know, I have my certain people that I'm talking to about coaching or whatever. I know that, you know, I've got the notification on on Instagram, you know, when they posted. So I know if they put something on their story so I can engage on that. Um, so, again, you can't have touch points or follow ups or restart conversations if you don't have a list. So it kind of goes back to you have to track everyone that you've ever planted that seed with or you've gotten on a list. Okay. So everyone that I have on a list, I have them flagged in my DMs. Okay. There's a way to flag your DMs. If you didn't know that, if you have a, a business or creator account, you can flag your DMs. And so anytime I have ever collected an email address, I've got them on a list. I've planted the seed with them about coaching or one of my groups or whatever. I've flagged their DMs so I can sort my DMs by flagged and I can just sit down for an hour, half an hour, and just do touch points with all these people that are flagged. See what's going on in their life. See how they're doing. Are they, it may have nothing to do with health and fitness, but just being um, someone that connects with them. Um, so the different types of follow-ups, the ghosted, the touch points, and then there's those people that are the not right nows, and those are going to happen as well. But again, making sure that you've collected their name and email address and you have them on a list and that you can continue to serve them. Because even though they're a not right now, they had that little bit of interest initially for a reason. So they probably do have a pain point, right? And so now it's your chance to just build that trust and continue to serve them um, until they are ready to commit, right? Um, so with the follow-ups, the main thing um, that I wanna say with that is that it is incredibly important that you track. You cannot have effective follow-ups if you are not tracking who it is that you've planted the seeds with and who it is that you've added to lists, okay? Um, so with that, I think that's it, Sandy. I am just amazed. I mean, I am taking notes myself because what you're talking about, Janelle, I mean, we have vital behaviors, right? And you said this is like deeper. This is more, this is, if you're going to run a business, there are activities that are overlooked, which is what you wanted to talk about today. And I love that you're talking about this because it sounds so simple, but if people aren't doing them, then they're not going to see movement. And you're saying, do these activities and you will see the needle moving or you Thank can you see the much. needle moving. So I really love that. A lot of questions about how you calendar and, you know, your lists and your follow-up. And I'm just so appreciative because it's a call that I think people should go back and listen to. Um, 
What do you think over the last 14 years, you've, you've, you've flexed a lot of muscles, you know, as a coach, you've worn a lot of hats and where do you think your superpowers are? Uh, I, well, I would say it's not a superpower. I would say that, um, well, it, it's perseverance. And I would say that's not a superpower because I think that's something that exists within all of us. And it's just a matter of bringing that out and, and really lighting that fire. It's something that we all have within us and it's just a fire that has to be lit. And that perseverance, really what that boils down to is knowing that, you know, there, there are going to be people that are going to quit. There are going to be people who you love who don't support you. There are going to be posts that completely bomb. There are going to be, you know, weeks or months where you just feel like you're, you're off. You know, there are going to be tragedies that happen within your life. Like all these things are going to happen. And we just have to figure out a way to navigate it. And I, I think that my greatest strength, and again, I think it's within all of us somewhere, is just realizing that it is all figure outable and to stop expecting perfection and to just put one foot in front of the other and get through it. And we're going to become better parents, better, you know, a better person because we've learned how to navigate stressful situations and differing personalities and, and just obstacles that come up in our lives. It's just having that perseverance to, to not quit, to not give up and to see it through.